Today on Laura Lynn and Friends. I think they're going to limit this, the use of the free internet. And then I think the next step will be that you're not going to log into your computer with an IP address and in your password, but you're going to have to log into your computer and connect to the internet with your biometrical data, rather like your passport now has your biometrical data. I think that is all, that's logic. That, that is consistent with their beliefs, with their plans. And at that point, we're really going to be isolated. Well, hello everyone and welcome to The Last Days. My name is Laura Lynn Tyler Thompson and uh, we have had some technical delays today, but I am very excited about our guest. Uh, I'm wondering if any of you saw the show that we did yesterday involving um, a young boy that needs a blood transfusion and the hospital refused, absolutely refused to uh, ensure that he had unvaccinated blood. We know that over 145 children in North America have now uh, passed away after receiving the vaccination. They are on the VAERS reports. We know that close to 30,000 people have been reported to have passed away on the VAERS report here in America. And uh, we have 17 doctors that have died in Canada, 17 doctors. So we have a very serious situation going on. We have Justin Trudeau acting like a tyrannical leader. And this is no different than what is going on across the world. We see Build Back Better Biden and uh, you know, formerly Boris Johnson uh, acting like tyrannical leaders as well. We, we see it going global and we've got a real problem on our hands. And one of the things that we try to do is to find courageous leaders across the world. And so uh, I'm very excited because we have Thierry Baudet. He is the opposition leader in Holland and uh, we are very, very excited. He, he has written a book. It is the number one bestseller in the Netherlands. This book is by a Dutch politician and opposition leader, and it describes the conspiracy of Western governments against their own people during the so-called COVID pandemic, which began in 2020. And if that doesn't resonate with your soul, I don't know what does, because that is exactly what we have experienced. So, uh, Mr. Baudet, thank you very much for waiting in the background. I appreciate that you are here with us. Thank you for your courage, sir. We love you. We see what you're doing. Uh, we're experiencing many of thank the you. same things uh, with regards to, um, you know, the the farming and some of the the different things that you've outlined and that you are tracking, uh, sir. Thank you for being here. And and please uh, tell us um, what you're seeing happening in your country. Yeah, so thank you very much for having me. I'm from the Netherlands in Europe, uh, uh, a relatively small country, but um, uh, one of the uh, the countries that is most closely monitored by our friends from the World Economic Forum. As we all know, uh, Justin Trudeau uh, is just as much involved in that semi-secret circle as our Dutch Prime Minister, Mark Rutte. And um, in the Netherlands, uh, not only during the COVID situation, which we've seen for the past two years, but also right now, um, the great reset plans are being implemented 
at the highest speed possible. So we had fanatic lockdowns. We had uh, mandates for COVID vaccination. And now we experience the expropriation of 40% of our farmers in order to disrupt our food production, to make us ever more dependent on international globalist structures, and also to free the land to put immigrant housing there and, and to conclude the demographic transition, as it were, to dilute our national identities and bring in ever more people from Africa and the Middle East. So here in the Netherlands, I would say we, we're experiencing quite a crisis at the moment. 100% as is the world. And we see these kinds of things happening on the borders uh, from Mexico uh, coming up into the United States of America. Sir, what do you have to say about the, um, the efforts of the WEF, World Economic Forum, and Klaus Schwab? Is, is he affecting your nation the way he's affecting ours? Oh, very much so. And because we are um, a political party and we have uh, seats in Parliament, we have the right to obtain information. And one of my, so I'm the leader of the party, and one of the, the MPs uh, of my party has been relentlessly asking for all the documents, the internal, uh, uh, you know, exchanges of emails and so on from the WEF, the World Economic Forum, with the Dutch government. And the, the things we found were shocking because what you see is that basically the World Economic Forum is acting as the leading organization behind the scenes giving orders giving concrete plans to the dutch government which the D dutch government then accepts and and pledges to obey to and 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 um, execute and one of the things i saw in your country in canada is that the trudeau government refused to to to, to give those documents the, the internal exchanges of emails and, and, and letters from the Canadian government with the World Economic Forum, they refuse to, uh, to, to make them public. And I think that is shocking and it's very telling because we know that in the background these networks exist and these people in the background are connecting and they are setting an agenda. And the, the, the national governments are merely following that agenda. They're not setting an agenda, they're following the agenda that's being set elsewhere. And that means that we're hardly living in democracies anymore. And we should talk about that. And, you know, this was pointed out uh, to myself by somebody, uh, you know, a good friend of this show who said that, you know, he understands the language and that they were asking for these documents. And it does seem that the Canada willing, and I also would say to our opposition party, the Conservative Party of Canada, are you searching for those documents, those documents that show that there is a collaboration and communication between the, the World Economic Forum. And it does look like there's been a lot of money paid in between people and that people have been bought off to do certain things. And we're, we're facing yeah. that. Uh, Mr. Baudet, what about in your medical realm? Um, uh, because our doctors are being silenced. Anyone who's trying to tell the truth about what's going on is being told to, to be quiet or lose your job. Yeah, yeah, it's the same in the Netherlands. Uh, there is a complete um, 
politicization of the medical class. And we've seen, this is very shocking. This has been really one, and that's what I write about in my book, which is coming out in uh, the United States and Canada in October, by the way. And uh, Steve Bannon has written a, a beautiful preface to the book. So I, I ho really hope it will, um, it will reach a, a readership internationally because I describe how I, as the only elected politician in the Western world, have opposed the, the every aspect of the COVID narrative from almost the very beginning. And the kind of resistance I encountered and the attempts to bring me down and the attempts to destroy our party, Forum for Democracy, and also the ways in which the professional class, the, the medics, the so-called experts, who, as it turns out, had, had no clue at all of what was in the injections. They didn't understand anything about the way respiratory viruses spread, which is why they were supporting these ridiculous and ineffective and destructive lockdowns and, and social distancing measures and the face masks, uh, which don't protect anyone against anything and so on. Uh, so the medical class rather, I would, I would say rather like in Nazi Germany, has really discredited itself. And we are living in very creative times because every authority that we thought we could rely on, almost every authority that we thought we could rely on has, has profoundly discredited itself. From the, from the university professors to uh, um, peer-reviewed journals to obviously the medical class, uh, of course, the financial world with, with, with everything that we're in right now, the secret services, uh, we, we are really on our own. And it's a very comforting emotion for me to talk to you right now and to see that there are people across the globe who are connecting the dots and who are thinking along these lines. And it's so important that your viewers that they start connecting and that they start supporting you and, and, and other people. And that we're really, we're, we're, we're really the only ones left. We're the last men and women standing. So this is the fight. This is the moment, the existential moment of our, of our freedom. You, you just said that you uh, spoke to Trump yesterday and Trump, um, uh, I think Trump was railroaded by um, a conspiracy of the mainstream press on the one hand and of the Democratic Party, which rigged the elections. I think uh, Dinesh D'Souza has really nailed it in his wonderful documentary, 2000 Mules. There was election fraud in the United States and the media, first of all, refused to talk about it. Second of all, refused to talk about the uh, shocking corruption of the Biden crime family. and. Uh, Hunter Biden's laptop and so on. And so uh, th this is another center of authority that we thought we could rely on. The, the elections, the formal system, right? Voting. That, that used to be something we could rely on in a democracy. And now we, use, we also know that even that is... is you know, it's, it's like uh, watery sand under our feet. It, it's, we're, we really live in very uncertain uh, and, and, and very creative times for that reason.
<laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it. Creative times, creative by them. They don't have have a problem talking about depopulation. There's a uh, Dennis Meadows. He's from the Club of Rome. He talks about how the world is at seven billion, and we need to peacefully and in a special way get it. And we say his family first. That's what we say. Uh, but I see that. You are analyzing uh, in your book. You have taken to analyzing the death rates and the effects of the coronavirus uh, on the healthcare system, and I'm so very, very grateful that you are as well on this because we need all of us across the world to be very, very aware that something has seized our nation. And I, I do believe that Donald Trump, the other day, for the very first time, he actually said, "Listen, everyone, we need to take a step back. This is very bad." And one of the things uh, I did see him personally um, last night at a, at an event, and I was able to ask him a question about draining the swamp. And one of the things he said was, "The swamp is very deep." And the look in his eye told me that he knows now better than when he was in the presidency how deep that swamp is. Do you think, sir, Mr. Bodet, are you also becoming very aware that something? Very sick and evil is has literally infiltrated all of our countries, and we have to fight. Yes, it's a it's a simple yeah. answer. The answer is yes. <laughs> the answer is yes, yes. And so you're taking to fighting, sir. Are you paying a price for how? Like you are so vocal. You've even written a book. Um, uh, like how is everyone else reacting to you? Because the Against this, end up being silenced. Uh, the media treats them terribly. What are you experiencing? I'm uh, avoided like the plague in the Netherlands, and um, luckily I have a very beautiful wife, and I have a great family, and I have wonderful people in my organization, my party, and we were standing strong. But the isolation is uh, very significant, and it's. Um, it's almost like I'm watching this as an with an external perspective because, uh, and I also describe this in the book. I was launched in 2017 as the, so to speak, golden boy of conservatism in the Netherlands, and I became the largest party. Uh, I won the elections. I was I was on on the way to become, you know, the the next prime minister of the Netherlands or or, or you know one of the Coalition parties and a minister and and the and and some senior bigwig of the governing party over dinner said to me, "You can have any position you like," you know that that kind of thing. And then came COVID, and I decided not to play along with the game. And that's when everything changed. I was completely ignored in the media. Uh, within my own party, people tried to. Uh, remove me from power and and change the the course of the of the party to go along with the COVID narrative, and um, you know it's just all the forces of the establishment start pulling at you, and if you re if you resist that, then isolation. Um, I, I would even say you're being ostracized, and um, it's almost a badge of honor that I wear now because I. I don't even want to be part of their their little game anymore, but it is a very significant 
change in my life. It's been a, been a social disruption, you know, family members and friends, they, they, don't, they don't want to talk to you anymore. And everybody, everybody gets affected by it. It's a very strong social, professional, economical, you know, banks, the financial system starts being difficult. Everything becomes very difficult. And it's, it's, it, it's very true what the Donald Trump said, the, the, the deep state runs very, very deep and um and the swamp is is all around us and i'm not even sure that the formal institutions are necessarily the way that we're going to go about changing this i mean it's it's obviously necessary for us to be in parliament and to be in the formal institutions to participate in elections and so on but ultimately i'm a grassroots guy i believe that through people like you and me connecting and your viewers connecting and ordinary citizens doing their part. That is how we're going to change this. Not top down through some guy who is individually going to do this. We have to do this as a collective effort. Sir, uh, Bill Gates owns pretty much uh, most of our farmland uh, in the United States. That's very scary. Even myself as a dual citizen, I'm Canadian. We see that um, the prime minister now is wanting to put in controls on CO2 and nitrogen. Is that going on in your country as well? Is there a looming oh, yeah. problem with our food supply? Oh, absolutely. Uh, these yes. people, Bill, Bill Gates is one of the most uh, dangerous psychopaths in the world. And um, he, together with his cronies, is about uh, control and uh, what are the ways to achieve control uh, control over the internet that is something that we see happening every day increased censorship on our social networks and so on um, obviously all our iPhones and computers which to a significant extent originate from Bill Gates are essentially spyware used by the government and the and, and, and the big you know institutions to take control over our, our thoughts, our feelings, our lives. And then of course there's the, the medical aspects, which was COVID, that, that they played that out very, very, very well and very successfully. And then there's food, obviously. So it's it's the logical next step in the grand plan to take control over our lives, to achieve a great reset, a globalist revolution, a, a global takeover of these uh, people. I sometimes try to imitate Bill Gates. You have to do something with your fingers like this, and then you have to talk like that, and then you're almost there, right? Um, and so uh, th these are, uh, very, these are beings that are very far from what normal human beings are like. They have a worldview that is completely at odds with everything Western civilization has stood for in the, ever since Ulysses and, and the war in Troy and, 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 and the great uh, Christian uh, revelations and so on. Everything that is about the, the individual soul and human freedom and so on. They are at odds with every aspect of that. And of course, taking control over our food supply is an important element in increasing control over our lives, which is ultimately what we're heading for. So I often say that in some 
um, neoconservative circles or in some militarist circles uh, in the US and elsewhere, China is often regarded as the great threat, the great enemy of Western civilization, the Western world. But these people are actually looking at China as an example. That's what they want. They want a social credit system. They want complete obedience of the population. And that is, and the World Economic Forum and Bill Gates and, 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 and George Soros and all these people, they are, the, the, the odd thing is they're almost entirely open about it. They just say it. Klaus Schwab welcomes Xi Jinping at the World Economic Forum Summit as a great leader for the future. They, they, they just say it. They're, but people <laughs> don't want to believe it or something. It truly, it truly is absolutely shocking. Uh, I hope I'm not frozen right now, but I'm reading from your book uh, that, you know, uh, the description of your book, and it, it might as well be what has been written um, in Canada or the United States talking about the deeply shocking and groundbreaking book that shows behind the destruction of business. That's exactly what's happened here. The tearing apart of families. That's exactly what's happened here. The elderly left to die alone. Exactly what's happened. Millions of citizens, including children, terrified into submission. Do you know, we have we have literally been traumatized. I don't know if your people feel this way, but we've been traumatized. The masking, uh, the forced vaccination, people losing their jobs. Was it like this in, in your country with the vaccines very much being so. forced onto people? Yes. Yeah, uh, very much so. This is one of and the things Are that, you seeing deaths? I, are you seeing the deaths and the harms? Oh, yeah, yeah. We're also seeing um, all these people that have sudden heart attack and then the media try to come up with some reason. For example, um, children who receive their A-levels in, in high school and then they, they have heart attacks. And they're like, oh yeah, it's very normal for children to have heart attacks when they receive their A-levels because of the excitement of it. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 I'm laughing because it's just so terrible. Yes, exactly right. And as far as I wanted to go back to your comment about China, I think we have a really big problem. China is training their uh, their army to be huge fighters and they never took our vaccines. You know, this is interesting. People don't realize that, first of all, they, they delivered a you know, some sort of terrible, uh, you know, virus or whatever that was. And we didn't know what it was. We didn't treat it properly at all. We came up with this vaccine. They don't give their people our vaccines and they're training them to literally take over the world. And Klaus Schwab just recently said that uh, China is moving into posi position to be the first uh, world leader to be the strongest superpower of the world. Klaus Schwab said that. We have a prime minister here that says he likes the way that China does uh, all, all of these things. Meanwhile, in our in our army uh, in the United States, Canada doesn't even have an army. It's just, you know, we, you know, we don't have that really. Um, not, not to speak of, but in the United that, States of America, what, uh, they're having diversity and inclusion training. Yeah, we are, we are about, the West is about to collapse. It's very obvious. And it's very scary, actually. Um, it's very concerning to all of us that we, we are in the fight of our lives and blind. Do you see blindness in your general population as well? Yeah, of course. Yeah. 
but you know democracy is not is 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 not a system uh that works to bring about change it's a system that is designed to legitimize power so most people will in the end vote for the mainstream candidate or candidates Yes, our connections are a bit difficult. Of course, uh, Mr. Baudet is coming to us from the Netherlands and it's very late at night there. Uh, let me know if his connection can be restored, Aaron. Uh, we are talking about Mr. Baudet's book. It is an amazing book. It is about the analysis of the COVID. Um, the, he basically calls it the COVID conspiracy and he is in the Dutch parliament. Uh, uh, Thierry Baudet, born in 1983, is a member of the Dutch Parliament and the founder and leader of the Forum for Democracy Party. Interesting fact is that Mark Friesen formed his Forum for Sovereignty based on the model that uh, Mr. Baudet put forward. And so that's a real honor that I travel and speak with Mark. And uh, he, Mark Friesen, has put a lot of clout into the way that uh, Thierry uh, Mr. Baudet um, is uh, his thinking and the way that they are operating there in the Netherlands. Um, it's really interesting, isn't it, everyone? Isn't it interesting that uh, th what they're going through is the same as what we went through, what Australia has been through, uh, New Zealand, Europe, the United States, all of us feeling that we've literally gone through an amazing difficulty. And that's why I value this book so incredibly. Uh, it's, it's just absolutely so powerful. Do we have him back? Uh, Mr. Baudet, I'm sorry about your, uh, your connection there, but, and it is a number one bestseller. And what I'd want to know is uh, how we would get a hold of that probably through Amazon. Uh, it is listed here as uh, amsterdambooks.com. You know, what I'd like to know is where is Polyev? Where are the conservative leaders in Canada that are asking the the letters that the the Dutch uh, Parliament has been asking for? That's a very interesting thing, Mr. Baudet. That we saw was that you really pursued all of that, and it looks like you're trying to get to the bottom of what's going on. And I'm not certain any would be revealing it because they all seem to be paid off an awful lot to pretend they have no idea what's happening. Have we lost Mr. Baudet again? He froze. Yes. You know, uh, I am very, very alarmed. I, I think that it's actually potentially much worse than we even uh, think, you know, uh, that the whole world has been experiencing something that has put us into a state of crisis. And indeed we are in a state of crisis. I think we don't, for the most part, even know it yet. In knowing that these world leaders, they all responded to COVID in the same way. They all hurt our loved ones. They all uh, gave full opportunity for the elderly to not receive proper treatment. And in fact, to end up being harmed and dying alone. Most of those who died with COVID, especially seniors, they were not allowed to be with their loved ones. And we know that the median age of death was about 82, let's say in Canada, 82. So we have his audio, but no picture. Mr. Baudet. Okay. Uh, yeah. You hear me? Please. please uh, 
Yeah, good, good. good. I'm glad I can hear Hello. you. I'm so sorry. This is <laughs> this is one of the reasons why we should travel yes. to each other and be live. But I'm not allowed into the U.S. <laughs> because I'm unvaccinated, of course. Um, but right. yeah, it's it's uh, sorry for the connection. Uh, I think we have some trouble here uh, from That's the okay. Netherlands or from where you are. We will take you. Yeah, we will take the, the you any way we can get you. Uh, I think that we have a picture. Yes, but um, yes, continue with your information. So the thing I was saying, I think just before our connection was lost, was that unfortunately democracy is not really a mechanism to organize change. And so what? What what happens with the the masses, the, the the vast majority of the people, they will converge towards some kind of um, converge to in terms of ideology will be the common ground, the the position in the middle, which is why the quote unquote uh, parties in the center will always win. This is this is the case in America, where you have the the Democratic candidate and then the Republican candidate, who is who are never really very far from each other, unless you have an exceptional situation like with Trump, who was an exceptional leader, an exceptional man, but then he will be isolated completely in the White House. Or if you have an even more exceptional leader like John F. Kennedy, they will be ex assassinated. So the the system really is. Uh, very difficult to change from the inside. And that is why uh, I keep calling for grassroots movements. I think it must come from the people. And that is precisely just the, the thing you were just saying. The interesting thing about COVID is that, first of all, it has shown us the depth of the global conspiracy against us. Because precisely in the way that you have explained, all these governments implemented the same ridiculous measures at the same time. They were promoting the same poisonous vaccines. They were promoting the same destructive lockdowns. They were all following the same script. So it has, on the one hand, the COVID conspiracy has shown us the strength and the, the, the all-producing uh, power of our enemy. We, we really are up against a Moloch. On the other hand, it has brought us all together. I'm here talking to you. I'm talking to your viewers in Canada, in Florida, wherever um, your viewers are. Uh, here in Europe, we are speaking from the Netherlands. I'm speaking with people from Spain, from Germany, from France, because all of us are now fundamentally realizing we're all in the same boat. We are in this together. We're up against the same enemy. We do have different, yes, we do have different national governments, but ultimately these governments are listening to global players and they are extremely powerful. But we are also extremely powerful if we connect. And that is my message that I've been trying to bring out um, uh, for, for, for years now. I am from the Netherlands. You are from Canada. There are people in Poland. There are people in Greece. We have all, we all have to come together to fight this together. And we should not put our hopes in a single political candidate or a single political party or a single person. This has to be a, a, a truly collective effort. And what should we do, Mr. Baudet? Because our governments have um, corrupted the courts even. 
I don't know about you, but our courts are yeah. not giving the, the correct answers to, to what we're seeking. They're not respecting the people's sovereign rights. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is a typical question in uh, in all of our societies where uh, the legal system is increasingly being politicized and it's used. These these were originally intended as freedom rights for us, and now they're being used against us. And um, this is a very dangerous development. I'm not sure what the solution to that can be in in terms of institutionality. I think this is one of the things that I really admire about Trump's presidency, because I do think that he has nominated on several levels, not just on the Supreme Court level, but also on other levels, judges and prosecutors who seem to be much more serious about protecting the law. And I think the recent overthrowing of Roe v. Wayne, uh, Wade in the US was a very, a very promising development. I think it's a very good thing. But um, we have that. In, we do have this in the Netherlands and in Europe in general too. Uh, we see that academia and therefore also the legal profession is becoming more and more politicized. And this is one of the problems that uh, it's not very easy to find a solution to it. it I, I really think this is a very, it really very isn't, deep problem. But you know, one of the ways we are fighting back is through independent media such as myself. Uh, I had no yeah. idea. I came from a television background and uh, that job sort of when I was too outspoken, I lost that job. So I became my own spokesperson on a, an Internet um, show and power because nobody's telling me to shut up. So the the beauty is, is that they can't control us. They are trying, though. In Canada, they want to put through these laws that will regulate what I'm saying right here on my platforms. So they are trying to, um, you know, put, put the, the noose around our neck. But the more that we are speaking out, we are able to get information. We have been able to affect the number of people that would get vaccines, for instance, because we put out so much truth that they weren't getting on our mainstream media that uh, that we've saved lives. We ab absolutely believe we've saved lives. For sure, you've saved lives because you are actually willing to, to put your, yeah. your reputation, your career, everything of who you are is on the line. And I, I do yeah. ask you, at what point after COVID hit did you begin to understand what you were really facing? Well, this was this is a very interesting. It was a gradual process for me because I think like many people, I I just could not believe that we were really experiencing the kind of conspiracy that ultimately I have come to accept we were experiencing. So um, let's say that everything started in January and February 2020. Then in April, May 2020, I was sure that COVID was not more dangerous than a serious flu. But at the same time, I was sort of believing that governments globally were trying to do the right thing. And then in June, July, August, it became very obvious to me that lockdowns were costing more lives and more economic, were causing more economic harm and so on than, than, than where they were doing any good, that the mouth caps were ineffective and that really there was nothing to fear at all. I was also 
sure at that time that uh, ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine were effective yes. medicines against it and they were being banned all over the all over the world so i would say that in september 2020 i had sort of brought all the pieces of the puzzle together and i had come to the conclusion that probably none of it made any sense but it did take me another at least half a year to also include my analysis of the vaccines in that because it took until the early 2021s before uh, the vaccines were brought on the market and we and we started getting information of what was in it and we were starting uh, to realize what the spike protein that is being um, uh, created that's being provoked by the mRNA vaccines can be very dangerous and that all the nanoparticles in the vaccines can be very dangerous and so on. So exactly. um, it, 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 it was a gradual process to me, uh, for me, uh, which took me almost like a year. And the, the sad part of it was that with my faith in the COVID approach of governments uh, being lost, I essentially lost all my faith in all the institutions. And I really felt, as I think I mentioned before in this conversation, I really felt on my own. I really felt like Robinson Crusoe, you know, on an island in the Pacific. And this is, this is, we're in a new age. And I think one of the things that you mentioned earlier is that we have the new media, which is important. And I think what you're doing is great. Yes. And I'm admirer of your show and everyone who's watching this should donate to you because you need to continue to be able to do this. I think it's really important, but I'm really scared that they are going to limit the free internet. Right. And they're- That's you know, their next Davos step maybe. And, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So first curtailing social media but WhatsApp is also owned by Facebook, isn't it? So uh, how long are we still going to be able to send anything we like on WhatsApp? They are all admiring China. In China, they have a, 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 a version of WhatsApp, which is called WeChat. And WeChat actually limits the kinds of subjects that you can talk about to, to each other. And th this is entirely consistent with their mindset. And it's also consistent with the Google mindset. So now we're Googling things like, for example, COVID vaccine side effects, for example. I don't think it's very far from us where Google is not going to give us the results that we're obviously searching for. I think they're going to limit this, the use of the free internet. And then I think the next step will be that you're not going to log into your computer with an IP address and in your password, but you're going to have to log into your computer and connect to the internet with your biometrical data, rather like your passport now has your biometrical data. I think that is all, that's logic. That, that is consistent with their beliefs, with their plans. And at that point, we're really going to be isolated. We need to connect in such a way, we, we still have a window now. This is this is the window. This is the the moment for our movement in history. This is it's now. That's why I'm accepting every 
uh, proposition for an interview, for a discussion. I'm accepting every invitation. I'm really doing whatever. I, in, in four weeks' time, our first son is being born. So I do have to be home from time to time, which is a great thing. But I, I, I try to fight this as hard as I can because we, we have to do it now. We have to make the connections. We have to build the networks because they're going to shut us down. They are going to do that. It's, it's obvious in China it's happening and everything that's happening in China is going to happen here. The only question is, are we going to be you, strong enough to resist them? Yes, yes. And what do you see happening in China that's going to happen here? Um, well, it's and, a and how on system. earth do we prepare? Yeah. Well, look, they're building these 5G networks now. 5G will enable, 5G has no other practical usage than smart cities and smart households. And what that means is that everything you do inside your home and also on the street in the public sp uh, space will be uh, registered and will be, be brought into a central database. And that's what they're going to do. They're going to sell that to us as a great improvement. Because when you're in the supermarket, you know, you get a notification that your milk is almost up and you have to buy new, whatever, new chocolate or whatever you want to buy. And, and so everything is, you have a smart um, uh, refrigerator, you have a smart shower and this, this shower will register how much carbon dioxide you are using and your and so everything will be controlled and and that's what the covid passport uh, was a first trial of the real purpose is the digital idea the real purpose is is the 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 social credit system which exists in china which is kept up by thousands and thousands of cameras and of smart technology that monitors your every move. And that's the kind of slavery we're heading for. And that's what they call the Great Reset. And that's what they're dreaming of. These billionaire psychopaths like Bill Gates, whom we talked about before, they are dreaming of that kind of society. They are essentially the architects of what they feel is a computer game. We are in The Sims. We are the, the characters in a role-playing game that they are the the architects of in their mind and so it's a very logical next step that's what they're heading for that's what we're heading for and we need to stop to do everything we can to stop it because it means the end of human freedom it means the end of western civilization and it will mean the end of our happiness or our ability to achieve happiness yes do you think there's going to be a day of reckoning sir when those that have not seen it uh, are beginning to see the harms uh, with the COVID vaccine and they're going to begin to see that it's going to affect their lives as well because truly, actually, they'll be even more affected uh, because the, the harms are going to come to those yeah. that just did not see clearly, did not stand. But that day is going to be an important day because then we're going to have more of a majority on our side and we actually need that sooner than later. Uh, but they're going yeah. sort of at a, at a pace whereby everybody can, it can still be hit and miss whether people are really seeing what's going on. They're, they're kind of calculating it out so that it's not a big crisis at one time, but it's a slow, looming, progressive problem. Yeah. No, I'm, unfortunately, I'm, I don't think there will be a day of reckoning. I, 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 I think we will lose this battle 
and I think there will be pockets of free people here and there who will be able to continue with their lives, who will be left alone more or less by the global system. I think it will be rather like the Matrix movies. We, we will be on Nebuchadnezzar's, wow. we will be on, on hovercrafts and we will live uh, rather lousy lives without much comfort and without much, you know, nice food and nice clothing and, and, and all the luxury things of the system. Well, that's terrible. But I, but I think, yeah, yeah, but that, so that's what I hope. think. You, you don't have much hope. No. You think we've kind no. of lost already. Yes, yes. Yeah, I think we have we have lost. Yes, but that doesn't mean that I I cannot speak the truth. I mean, we 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 can still yes, we have to think freely. We can speak freely. We we do have certain small uh, liberties left, but we're essentially all imprisoned already, and uh, the system is just. In my view, it's it's just too powerful, and the, the 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 average IQ in the world is just too low for people to understand this. So I I I'm, I'm a pessimist. I'm sorry. <laughs> is is that what it is? Does it really come down to IQ? Because you do begin to think they're stupid for not seeing it, and 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 you you feel badly for saying that, but you're like, how can you not see this? We should have fought immediately. We should have stood together immediately, but we didn't. Yeah. Our churches in Canada, our free churches who should be promoting uh, uh, healing, basically said either get the vax or don't come to church, right? Or stay in your yeah. unvaccinated bubble over there for the Christmas pageant. Like we've been so let down from the people who should have been standing strong, but they took money. They got bribes. I don't know if your churches were paid. I have great faith in God, but I do read in Revelations that there there is a great problem coming. And so if this is Revelations yeah. days, that would fall in line with what you're saying, sir, that we've lost the battle. A lot of people come on my show and they try to tell us that we have hope. And some days I really want to believe that, but sometimes I, I actually don't see how we get out of this very easily. So I, I concur yeah. a little bit with you. but. Having said that, I do believe that I'm going to find my nice clothing somewhere. It might not be in the country <laughs> that I was hoping it to be, uh, you know, but I'm, yes. I'm going to try to make a good life. But we're, I guess we're going to have well, to adjust our thinking. What do you recommend? How do we be safe, sir? We're not safe here. We can't have life-saving operations unless we get a vaccine. In Canada, a, a woman needs a lung transplant. She's done everything. She will die now because she will not take the vaccine because she knows yeah. that vaccine could be the thing that kills her. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, but it would be a, a very good proof of the existence of God if we would win this in the end. Don't you think? It would be an act of God. It, it would. Only a God can save us. And only he a, is after all. God can save us. I, I, I really think that we, um, yeah. If, if some a miracle we, we need a miracle and there's you know wow. there, I, I have I've, I've, I've read this this summer I've read a, a, a long biography of Vladimir Putin and I, I do think that he is a great hero and fighter for Western civilization 
Uh, and what I think what he's doing in Ukraine is great, wow. is heroic. Um, he's fighting the deep state in Ukraine, which is a stronghold of the deep state. Ukraine is, is like Israel, is the center of, of the secret system behind the whole power structure in the world. And, and so, you know, that is something that is happening that is beyond the control of the globalists. They hate it. They hate the success of the Russian army. They hate the, 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 the supreme intelligence of, of, of Putin, um, the way he's destroying the, the, the power of the dollar, petrodollar, the way he's destroying the, 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 the empty narrative of, the, of NATO and so on. So, uh, you, you know, w w you never know. It, it may be a god that intervenes. It may be something that happens in Ru Russia. Has been a miraculous place in the world, hasn't it? It's it's just, it's always stood there when uh, uh, tyrants attempted global hegemony. Russia defeated Napoleon. Russia defeated Hitler. Maybe Russia will defeat the globalists. Who knows? Wouldn't that be something? And you know, sir, we do have, you know, the um, the November elections here in the United States of America. What if they are able to prevent election fraud? Because I know that there is a they there is a massive movement, first of all, of prayer and of people willing to stand for their country or die for their country, quite quite frankly. And I'm seeing it down here. All kinds of people are getting involved in those elections to have eyes. Uh, and ears attuned to any kind of, uh, I don't think that the Republican uh, voters are going to be as peaceful as they were in 20, um, 2020 when they just kind of were aghast at, at what happened. I think right now yeah. there's a like, don't you dare think this is going to happen again. And if we could get Trump in 2024, um, for, for Canada, I don't know what to do because God himself well, must remove Justin Trudeau. Yeah, but yeah, look, there, the, the thing about Trump is that he is a visionary um, with an incredible intuition, yes. uh, with a, a connection to the divine in a way that I, I have not yes. seen with almost anyone in my entire life. At the same time, mm. he is a very weak leader. He mm. should never have accepted Jared Kushner's takeover of the White House. He should have fight, He should have kicked his family out of the White House. He should have kept Steve Bannon inside the White House. He should have brought uh, General Flynn in into the White House. He should have uh, dismantled big tech. Got rid of Fauci. Um, he, yeah, all of that. He went along with the vaccine uh, scam. He, he, it, there's, you know, the, the, there's this saying in the Netherlands, in any case, that gr great gifts come with great weaknesses. And Trump is one of those people. He, he's only he human after all. Yeah, he's incredible, but he needs, he, uh, Mike Pence was, was terrible, of course, but he, he would have oh. needed someone Traitor. being his right hand who was actually able to make decisions and to be 
the tough guy. And Trump is not tough, even though he has created this image of uh, you're fired and all of that. But that's all game. That's all play. That's theater. He is weak and he's a family man and he has a big heart. And, and that is why he was his presidency was unsuccessful, fundamentally unsuccessful and, and, and a great deception. And I, I really hope that he will do better. I hope he has learned from that and he now knows who his friends That's are and, and what people he, ha he really think, has to avoid. I think you just but, hit it. That's right. I think you just uh, hit uh, it. Let's Mr. give him Bo another Davis. chance. You know? Right. Yeah. I think he's a quick learner. Maybe he didn't see the snakes for the, the snakes that they were. Maybe he gave them too much leniency, but he's coming back and his eyes are wide open. Maybe that's the ticket. You know, we can Maybe. be fooled once, yeah. but I don't think he'll be fooled again. Well, um, we pray for that. Hope is for, hope is for free, right? Yes. It doesn't cost anything <laughs> yes. to continue hoping. I, so let's 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 continue hoping. Yes. But also, let's um, let's yes. try to. Uh, there, there's this wonderful thing about the Christian tradition, which is uh, strong in Europe. In any case, I'm not sure how strong it is in the American continent. But there's the there's the tradition of the monasteries and the people uh, not being in the world, but trying to live with God in nature and and accepting that the world was a very difficult place. And, um, and of course, there's also the worldly Christianity with all the cathedrals and everything which was in the cities and in, in, in society. But I think we should all look for a small monastery inside ourselves and maintain. And the great thing about the monasteries was that they, they continued Western civilization throughout the Dark Ages. We, we know of the Bible because of the work of the monks in their monasteries in isolation uh, working with nature. And I think that's also, we have to fight a political fight, but also within ourselves, we have to keep the spiritual flame alive. And that's just as important. I think it's probably the most important. You're so right, sir. You're so very right. And you're such a profound uh, gentleman. I, I just thank God for you. Uh, we have our different leaders that we're grateful for in different countries, Canada, uh, seems like we don't have a firm and solid good leader that is actually uh, having power right now. I, I don't I don't see it, but um, I see you as being a, a very wonderful, courageous being that will go down in the annals of history as having fought the good fight. Whatever happens here, you fought the good fight. And uh, everyone, we have been speaking to uh, Thierry. Baudet, uh, the COVID conspiracy. We didn't want to crash our computer for some reason. We have had the worst time today. Uh, but this very handsome gentleman uh, is who I've been talking to. And uh, I'm just so grateful for you and for what you've said. And thank you for speaking the truth. I think we all need to face that we might not get out of this uh, because that's going to help us to actually fight harder. Um, but the message of hope is that we must fight, but fight smart, I, I believe, and also communicate worldwide. Thank you for all that you've done, sir. You're really a blessing. And I know you stayed up super late in spite of your, <laughs> you have okay. a baby on the way soon. That's right. Uh, and, and, and I'm really excited about all the things that are happening. So thank you so much for 
having been on your show and I hope to be able to come back. Thank you for your honesty, sir. We'd love to have you back and we're going to get better internet next time and we'll do it earlier in the day for yes. you as well. <laughs> because I'm not happy live. that, uh, yeah, that you're, yes, 100%. Well, we're live right now and we have a lot of people watching. Uh, they don't no, seem I to mean be deterred that by the I will fact be we're not in your seeing show. your face. <laughs> oh, yes. Thank you very much. Yes. <laughs> With your face there. <laughs> okay. God bless you, brother. Thank bye you. Bye-bye. Well, we didn't see his face for part of the show. He was here earlier, but that is the gentleman that we spoke to today. What a powerful man. Um, how do you feel when he says uh, he doesn't think we're, we're getting through this? Um, I'm hearing that more and more. Uh Aaron, I'm gonna I'm gonna bow out because our internet's so bad, and we'll uh, do everything that we. Is that okay, JT? Yeah, okay. Uh, let's do that. Um, I want to thank all of you. My website is uh, www.lauralynn.tv. I thank you for your support. I hope that you'll go and watch yesterday's show as well, where indeed a mother in tears over her son receiving a blood transfusion with them not honoring her wishes that that blood be checked this is our next battle it's medical tyranny we don't have bodily autonomy apparently anymore we don't get to decide what goes in our body and they're deciding for them and they threaten these parents basically saying that if you're not going to do this we're gonna you know call in um you know family services to you know we know how that goes because that can be a real nightmare too. We have another situation going on with a mother in Canada not g being able to see her children because of a tyrannical situation in her family. And her name is Crystal. And we'll be following up on that story as well. Uh, I would like to read uh, from Ecclesiastes today as I depart. Thank you for your donations. Thank you for your prayers. I do pray that each and every one of you will be blessed and uh, we'll know that God is on our side, that it is, it is not the Lord's battle to lose no matter what happens. I'm just not sure um, that the Lord isn't bringing His own justice, actually. Oops, sorry, I was pulling on my cord there. Sorry. Bringing His own justice. Oh, my goodness. You know... Um, Riches are meaningless, it says in Ecclesiastes 5. And uh, this is verse 8. I'm going to put my glasses on here. I got them all ready before the show because it makes me look smart. But if we rely on riches, you know, greed, I believe, is at one of the most powerful motivators in this scam that has taken place. People have been greedy. Whoever loves money never has enough. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> Whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with their income. This is meaningless. As goods increase, so do those who consume them. And what benefit are they to the owners except to feast their eyes on it? All of this wealth that has been exchanged, all of our medical tyrannical leaders in all of our provinces, God help them because you can love money or you can love truth. The love of money is the root of all evil. 
I don't think that means that having money makes you evil. I believe that loving it, lusting after money and wealth, earthly power, its gains, having evil brooding in your heart at the expense of the poor, the needy, and the vulnerable, that's what's going to get you in trouble. Mr. Baudet said that it's going to take a God-sized miracle. Good thing, everyone. We serve a God of miracles. We serve the God who parted the Red Sea, who raised the dead, who healed the sick. And the Word of God says that He raises leaders and He deposes them. If someone's in power, it's because God is letting them be in power. Our question tends to be, why? Just take him out of there. Why is God allowing some of these things? I see some beautiful things coming out of it. I see a lot of people that are turning their hearts to the power of a living God, turning their hearts to a place where in all of their humanity and their weakness, they need something much more powerful. And the good news is, He is that power. He is our strength. He's a source of power in a time of angst. He's on the throne. He has not been demolished. In fact, the enemies will see their day. God bless. We'll see you tomorrow. You know, it's not easy to deliver the truth of what our sick world is doing, but for some of us, we feel that we have no choice. Because if we are silent about these abominable things, then we are letting evil go unchecked, and we cannot do that. For those of you wonderful people who are writing me and are sharing your encouragement, I am deeply grateful. Thank you for all the letters that you've been sending. Thank you for the donations and the support. I found out that in order to speak the truth, you have to become very, very strong. If you would go to my website at www.lauralyn.tv, you'll find all of the ways that you can contact me. Remember, my friends, all is well. All is well. Thanks for joining me.